Hello there. You're listening to episode 66 of It's an Adventure with Daniel and Victor. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can donate to this podcast on Anchor. And if you love us more than your mother, tell a friend. This is the last episode of 2019. We're approaching a new decade, guys. Enjoy it while you can. The machines are gonna rise in 2026 year. But don't worry, we're going to spare the listeners of this podcast. All six of you. Enjoy this week's episode. Damn. Uh, this is going up still tomorrow, but it's Sunday Service Edition here at the Theater Lobby. My name, or not the Theater Lobby. <laughs> it's an adventure. <laughs> my name is Victor Wright. Uh, my name is Daniel Farius. Coming to you from the Theater Lobby. <laughs> Rest uh-huh. in peace. Which we we basically are, because all we're doing is talking about Rise of Skywalker yeah. today, yeah. Because that shit came out. I was, uh, I'm being a bad producer here, because I came to Victor's house, and I only brought one XLR cable. And uh, I the cable that I'm using to hook up to the Tascam, to the power, is bugging out. And I have batteries that are almost dead. I'm just, I'm just a piece of shit. And that's an old cable, because I'm looking at it, and I don't know what that would be. Yeah. I bought this here doohickey and uh, the good old year of, uh, I think, 2016, and uh, that was uh, three years ago, and we're about to enter a new decade, so uh, all of this shit is outdated. So um, let's let's get into this review real quick, because this is going to be a shorter episode. Um, the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, sure. I could, I could go non-spoiler route, but I don't know if you are. We'll see how I feel. Yeah, we'll announce it when it happens. Where my anger takes me. We'll, uh, I can't tell you what the synopsis of the movie is because I barely understood it. <laughs> Characters just, like, no, I, I really, I think Emperor Palpatine is back. I asked the movie, hey, how is he alive after falling down that hole and then exploding? And the movie just went like, I know. <laughs> and <laughs> that was, there was really no explanation. I think the explanation they gave was um, that hole that Darth Vader threw him down was just uh, at the very bottom were just layers and layers of mattresses. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he fell. And he was like, ah, I'm alive. <laughs> it was a, a trampoline. Because yeah. <laughs> you did hear him go, oh, <laughs> as he fell down. Um, no, Emperor Palpatine's back. Kylo Ren is there like trying to bring get him to power and then ray is also doing something yeah and that's it is there anything i'm missing um carrie fisher's in the movie even though she's dead and she said (laughs) i don't know those ah i don't know how i feel about actors being in movies and being digitally added after like posthumously because i don't know you could tell sort of a little bit um I could tell, but also I knew she was dead. Yeah. It's not like it's not like she had contract disputes that no one heard about, and everyone's like, "Oh, this looks weird." You know, yeah. I didn't mind the Carrie Fisher scenes. I guess I can't forgive it. I can't, because everything was so like robotic. It was like it was. I think <laughs> they used the footage that they um they filmed with her in case of like emergency 
And uh, I don't know. I was just very aware of it. The fact that going into the movie, uh, I was already off and didn't care once once the rolling credits hit and it said, Emperor Palpatine has returned. I'm like, I'm out. I instantly, that's when I stopped liking the movie. But you knew that was happening from the trailers. Oh, yeah. I just, so. I just, I just thought it'd be. I, I thought they reintroduced him in a cooler way and not just say, he's here. Because it, it seemed very. I feel at this point, Star Wars is just a fucking fan fiction. The mainline movies are just a fan fiction. That's that's how this movie felt like. My my friend, we were talking outside um, the theater, and he was telling a story when he was a kid. He would write fan fiction with a group of people, but it got to a point where one person would write one chapter. So if the person writing the chapter after didn't like what happened previously, he would just write, oh, that was a dream. Anyway, what really happened was this, yeah. and that's how this movie felt, and it really was because J.J. Yeah. Abrams came out and said, "Yeah, the Last Jedi just didn't happen," and I, I told you the people who would like this movie are the people who just love anything Star Wars, yeah. and people who hate the Last Jedi and Ryan J- Johnson on a very creepy level. Yeah. Um, those are the two people who have said good things about it. Yeah. I uh I like how everybody's just been dragging Ryan Johnson through the mud, dude. Every I feel like they've all some of the cast and JJ uh, Abrams and just the comments that they've made about uh this movie and comparing it to the Last Jedi, they've all just been like, yeah, like I don't know, we're right very slyly, you know. Track. Yeah, they're all like, yeah, now we're back on track. I don't know what we did last time, but now we, we, we got our shit together. And I'm just like, ah, this guy actually tried something. Yeah, because I just rewatched. I, I don't think I finished it, but Last Jedi isn't a perfect movie. It's not even super great, but I liked it, and it did things like have themes of failure and the dangerous the dangerous actions that heroes take have consequences and you don't don't see that in a lot of the other star wars movies and that that's what he was going for um again there are complaints misplaced jokes it runs too long but nobody listened to those complaints and they listened to the stupid fanboy stuff like snoke shouldn't have died uh ray's parents should be important I don't like the way this character is written, so I'm going to harass the actress who portrayed her online until she quits social media. And those are the like in-depth complaints that they took from fans for this movie. A lot of people like to shit on the Rick and Morty fans, but Star Wars fans are the fucking worst. I hate them. They make me hate the franchise. I don't I don't hate Star Wars. I actually like it a lot. I some of the first movies I've I ever seen or the, the I grew up with like the prequel trilogy. So, uh, I grew up with the original trilogy, but I guess in theaters I grew up with the prequel trilogy. Yeah, like I, I don't really care for the Phantom Menace. I hate Attack of the Clones. But uh, I remember watching Revenge of the Sith in theaters when I was like in third grade or something or whatever But and, and liking it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I played the, the video games, uh, Battlefront 2. And then that's where I introduced myself to the Star Wars lore. I like the Star Wars lore and all that stuff, like the the stories that people get uh, to make games like Knights of the Old Republic and novels and shit. I think the, the lore is really rich and shit. And George Lucas based it off of history because he based the stormtroopers off of Nazis and stuff and all that. And I'm really... 
actual off of actual stormtroopers. Yeah, actual stormtroopers. Uh, and I'm into that shit. I like history a lot, and that's what I get. That's what I enjoy most about Star Wars. If I watch the movies, I'm all like, oh, this is kind of hokey. The movies aren't that great. I don't think they are. I think what makes Star Wars, I, what makes Star Wars good, in my opinion, and this is my own opinion, is just like the fucking backstory. And Ryan Johnson said, and I agree with this, he said it's a mistake to pander to fans and their nostalgia. And it, yeah, it shows. It shows with this movie. No, yeah, well, and listen. Last Jedi, it did kind of pander to fans in certain yeah. scenes, definitely. Like, throwbacks to the battle on Emperor Strikes Back and stuff like that. But um, it also kind of challenged fans to say, hey, some of the, again, some of those actions that heroes took would kill a lot of innocent people. Um, so, I, again, I didn't, I, I actually liked The Last Jedi, and that's why. I, even on its own, like forget, forget every every other movie that's been in the Star Wars franchise. On its own merits, the Rise of Skywalker makes zero sense. It's and I don't know if there's an edit that would make this movie even comprehens like even comprehensible. Like I I flat out don't understand what happened in this movie. And in a way, it neuters everything that came before. I remember George Lucas. Uh, a lot of people give George Lucas shit because the prequels were not that great. But the guy came up with the whole thing. He's it, it's it's his thing. It's his story. It's his characters. But I felt like he might have not been able to trend. People need to realize that those old movies. He wanted them to look like the prequels back in the day. Yeah, yeah. And if he had the technology, he would have made them look like the prequels. You know and. and that's why they kept doing like five re-releases yeah. of the original films, and it's it's <laughs> it's it's not what you. I think that's what start what Star Wars suffers in these trilogies. This new trilogy has suffered from no direct one clear vision. All right, I don't know where we cut off. Uh, we were so rudely interrupted by uh, technical difficulties. Yeah, well, because I I realized I don't want to be that person like every other Star Wars fan where it's like. Oh, we're going to say that this movie is bad and then never fully explain why it's bad. So, uh, do you want to start off with your issues and possible good things? Yes. Um, good things. It's a pretty movie. It's got some great special effects. Uh, it's expected. It's a Star Wars movie and it's Disney. Um, I guess my main thing and why it's a bad movie. This movie's a part of a trilogy, right? So it's a part of a, a longer plot uh, that involves three installments. And uh, I feel like the the failings of this movie are tied to the failings of the other movie other movies, and that's that I don't I don't care about these characters. I've never really cared about them. I um and it's it's strange too because I care about them even less now that it feels like this movie's been retconned, yeah. and um, I don't feel and I guess I, I maybe I was talking about this before we cut out. It doesn't feel like there's a singular story. I felt like at least with George Lucas, he had some vision, some storyline, and he was he was sticking to it. Obviously, the execution w was uh, not that great. Yeah, from the beginning, he thought, oh, there should be aliens that talk like, oh, so, <laughs> fire on them, and stuff like that. Just horrible Asian stereotypes. 
Don't don't forget Jamaican Misa. Die die Binks. I don't know if he's Jamaican, but <laughs> come on. Uh, yeah, at least he had. At least he was going somewhere. At least like at, for this one. And I think this is why they got a uh, Kevin Feige on this now because I think they did that a few months ago. He's doing some Star Wars thing because he's good at keeping a unified vision between a uh, a bunch of movies. He's he's produced like a good what like fifteen or something, and they're all part of the same sort of uh, plot line storyline, and they've all been sort of good because there's one unified vision. I don't think there's a unified vision with this trilogy. And that's why I don't care about what's happening. And that's why when things just sort of come out of nowhere, to me it's just like, oh, of course it's coming out of nowhere because there isn't somebody here that's like saying like, oh, it's going to go from point A to point B to point C. I feel like it's, I, maybe it has to do with all of the outside stuff and, and the fan influence. I feel like this movie is just a, it's not so much of a a piece of cinema, but more of like a cra- a cash grab and uh just a a vehicle for nostalgia. I don't know. That's what that's what it feels to me, and that's why I think it's bad. I don't like I don't think the movie just fails on the oh, it's not a good movie within this trilogy, or oh, it doesn't wrap things because the movie just stops. Yeah. It doesn't end. It just it ends because there's no more movie at the end. Um, no, but I think it it fails on its own. Like if this were a standalone film, it would just it would be just as bad. Um, yeah, because listen, good things. I think the humor in the first half is pretty funny with C three PO being the character that not everyone hates, but just like no one cares about, and a lot of those jokes work. And you're right, it is very visually good. I wish the Palpatine stuff meant something because visually that cyberpunk religion thing is a really cool thing we've never seen in Star Wars before. Um, And I also saw it in 40X. So the first act is just really fun to watch in 40X because it is like a roller coaster. But like any other roller coaster, it's shallow and has almost no story to it. I remember when they announced this trilogy... Um, we were supposed to be excited, but it's it's like you said it it's it doesn't it feels like every other blockbuster science fiction movie to me. I don't. There's nothing. Then there's there's obviously better ones that set up characters. I don't know. I just feel like the whole. If you look back at the uh, the older movies, the writing's kind of hokey. Everything's just kind of corny and cheesy, and that's sort of what I felt this movie was to some degree when it comes to character interactions and the things that they say. Well, I mean, yeah, you look back at the older movies and they feel kind of hokey. They're also from the seventies and early eighties. And also those movies had themes and character arcs and interesting storylines, something that this movie doesn't have. None of the characters go through an arc. Like I, maybe yeah. Kylo Ren, it doesn't feel like they go through any substantial change. I thought Finn was going to end up being a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> but no, dude. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. This is, It's a chase movie. That's all it is. The characters are meant to react to the actions around them, but nothing else. Um, Last Jedi, I think, kind of touched on this 
where when you are force connecting with someone, you can see them, but you don't know where they are. And they have full on battles like that in this movie, which I guess is kind of cool where they're trying to figure out. But that also makes things massively confusing because there's a part where Ray is on one planet somewhere Kylo Ren just isn't and then he pops up and they have a battle and it turns out he was just there and they never explain how or why he was there and then small spoiler Ray abandons him and then he gets off the planet and there's no explanation of like how he got off the planet because it looked like he was just acting rogue um I think too with uh with Ray uh, even with the uh, the Force Awakens, there was sort of a, a hint to her, like, "Oh, she's special." I don't even think they knew what she was at the beginning of at the beginning of the trilogy, and then <laughs> it was further muddled with Last Jedi. And when it comes to this movie, it's just like, "Oh, you're a, whatever you are." I don't. I'm not gonna say it, but I'm just like, ah, you guys totally nobody knew. Nobody knew until like about a year ago when they started working on this movie, and that's why her character feels so fucking lame and i don't care no and again like if we're going back to the trilogy thing they keep her past kind of hidden um which they did with luke in the first movie if you remember you don't find out he's darth vader is his father until like the the end of the second movie um so they left it so that the next movie can explain it and ryan johnson just says hey no she's nobody and like i was saying to you i think jenny nicholson made this point it's kind of thematically important for her to be from nobody because the bad guy is from a long lineage of Jedi badasses. It should be important that Rey comes from nothing and rises to the occasion, even though she doesn't have that in her family lineage. Um, And then this movie retcons that because the fanboys have no imagination and don't understand basic storytelling. The... um, uh, outside of that, like, again, going back to Rise of Skywalker, plot points just get brought up and then left. There's a very odd love triangle possible square that is brought up and mentioned a few times throughout the film and then just never really resolved. Uh, and because do you rem- do you know the scene where I'm talking? OK spoiler kind of they're sinking they fall into quicksand basically and finn shouts to ray ray i never told you whoa and then he fell down um everyone's like oh he still has a crush on her from the previous films and again this is mentioned a couple times after that and then never finished apparently someone saw the movie with jj abrams at like an academy screening and JJ confirmed what Finn was going to say is, Ray, I'm also force sensitive. <laughs> That's what he was going to say. <laughs> Ray, I, I, I got spidey senses too, dude. No, uh, no, I'm going to die. We're going to die. Bye. Those were going to be his last words. <laughs> I'm also for Ray, I never told you I'm force sensitive. And then he never uses the force. There's never a moment <laughs> where he uses it. Well, you could say you could say they use the force when uh, I guess it's a spoiler moment right here where he's all like, "Oh, it's there." How do you know, Finn? I can feel it in my balls. 
That's right. <laughs> but such a throwaway line. Because remember, he also used to be a stormtrooper. Yeah. So he could have just been like, oh, yeah, I used to mop the place. I vaguely remember the layout of this ship. Maybe he just knew the 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 layout of the ship, but he wanted to look cool in front of people and be like, "I can feel it. I'm force sensitive." But he's not. <laughs> it's his big dick energy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and then uh, going again, like going along those same lines, and back to what I I was saying earlier. Um, they do a couple fakeouts, and since. It, future writers don't write anything like the force because frankly if you all of these complaints that i have i assume someone could just say oh no that's because of the force and i wouldn't have an argument against it it's a cop-out kind of because if anything mystical or anything happens like oh how did it's the force how did the the force but what the force works in mysterious ways because there's um there's several scenes again we were talking about and I just remembered this why I was so confused during the movie where they were fighting when they were doing like force mind stuff I guess that's a thing um there's a scene where Ray and Kylo Ren are both like trying to bring something down and Finn is there looking at them and I'm like oh why didn't why isn't Finn like shooting Kylo Ren? He's just standing there staring. He's Kylo Ren is distracted. He could end the movie right now. Why isn't he doing anything? And I thought, oh, well, maybe it's the Force. And then like Kylo Ren walks away, and it wasn't the Force. But I still don't know. It's like it's almost like Requiem for a Dream, but with Star Wars, where you have no idea what's real and what's fiction. Yeah, I feel like they uh. They pulled some, uh, uh, cause they introduced new new force mechanics in this, uh, yeah. and I like like when they introduce new force mechanics. It's like a video game. It's all like, oh, I learned how to do this with the force, and it does this, and it does that. Oh, cool, right? New achievement unlocked. Or something. Well, and uh, okay, we're gonna go into. I'm gonna go into spoilers right now. Um, one of the new force mechanics is healing, which is fine. Yeah. I get like again. Don't fucking write the force because don't write the force. Don't write magic because when you have something that fixes something, suddenly, why didn't you do all of this to begin with? But I guess like it evolves, so I let it go, kind of. Um, healing is brought up. It's thematically, I have no idea why it's brought up in the first place. Like, in the first scene, I don't know why they used it there, because it didn't mean much of anything other than to introduce it. At the end... <laughs> this is this is gonna spoil the movie, but so, like, warning. Two characters get, like, mortally wounded, uh, and then one character dies. So the character... The other character comes up and heals her. She's fine, they make out for a second and then I guess his life force leaves and then he dies and everyone in the theater was hoping that they would just play this game of ping pong where they're like bringing the other person back to life and then they die. <laughs> that would have made it for a better ending. <laughs> and then just back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. Um, I guess it just lends to the fact that I feel like 
I feel in general that uh, they should make a Star Wars every 20 years. <laughs> like, like, one, like one movie every 20 years or one trilogy every 20 years? Probably one movie now. Like one mo- wait, like have it, give it the Toy Story treatment. You know how they come out with the Toy Story now every 10 years? Do that with Star Wars because that's what's going to make the franchise special. The reason why this franchise blew up is because they had three movies in the span of what, like five years? And then they didn't have any movies for like a good 20 years afterwards. It was like 10, I want to say 77 or 78 and then early 80s yeah it went i think the first movie came out in like 78 or something and then return of the jedi came out in like 1982 uh, that sound, yes that sounds right i think yeah and then nothing after that yeah. and then what did people do they got star wars blue balls all right that's where people were starting to romanticize the franchise remember it fondly being like oh i wish i had star wars uh, for my kids and stuff like that, and then the prequels came out, but then it was it was ruined. I I don't know, dude. I think what needs to happen with this franchise is they need to make at least one good movie for people to sit on for a really long time, and then just maybe do it again ten years from now. Yeah, I uh, right now I I liked Rogue One a lot. I think that's probably the best movie that's come out for like movie for the Star Wars franchise in a while. I like Mandalorian. It, uh, I think that's the thing that people are gravitating towards. But right now, that's also just in a market of saturated. It's the market's already oversaturated with stuff like this. Yeah. Um. Oh, you were pretty close. Yeah, oh. our our producer came out here. 19, um, yeah. 1977 was the first one. 1980 was the second, and then 1983. So three years. Thank you, Thank you mom. <laughs> <laughs> My. She was there. Well, no, my mom had a great story where the Dodgers got rained out. So they're like, oh, let's go to the Chinese theater and see what's on. Oh, there's this sci-fi movie that the critics don't really like, but let's just check it out. And it turned out to be Star Wars. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I agree. You you said earlier you think George Lucas had like a plan. I I don't know. It's not a... He, obviously, the prequels were not executed well and I, all of that technology that he used in making those things were like the first was the first of its kind so in a way he was still sort of i think a lot of the stuff that he used in those movies because the phantom menace came out in 1999 all of that set up the base for i think <laughs> what these cgi movies are now he was the those three movies were the first to do it um obviously they weren't great I every time I walk uh, watch Attack of the Clones, I've all, I I actually haven't even finished Attack of the Clones. I I watched half of it. And I was like, this is just too painful. Like this is fucking this this has no soul. I, I I just need to rewatch. I haven't seen it since I was like fifteen. Yeah, I just think that um, George Lucas came up with a, a a story that was heavily based in like history and uh, mythology. And there's certain tropes. I feel I feel with the Last Jedi, it wasn't a perfect movie, but they should have kept the whole Ray comes from nothing. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, you see, because I I think George Lucas kind of didn't have a plan for the uh, even the original trilogy because you get really weird scenes where Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker kiss like a long romantic kiss, and then they turn out to be brother sister. 
in the third film out of nowhere. You've never had like a, a twin sister that you didn't know about that you wanted to French and, and you know, and then you find out that you guys are related yeah. and then you guys never talk about that time you guys kissed? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's like there's there's just a lot of like even it's hard to question this now because it's just so part of the fandom. But even Darth Vader being Luke Skywalker's dad kind of really comes out of nowhere it's not alluded to or anything it just pops up and then luke immediately believes him and listen i like that scene in the movie and it, it's like probably it's probably the best scene in star wars but i don't know if he had a plan plan for each movie in a trilogy if that makes sense and then it just gets back to my point dude these movies aren't good to begin with <laughs> star wars isn't good it's not good <laughs> I wasn't gonna go that far, but okay. I think just play just play Battlefront two. Not not the one that came out well, I think the one that came out uh recently looks pretty good. Get uh, here you go. Get yourself a PlayStation two, all of you. Buy yourself a PlayStation two on eBay. Buy yourself a copy of Star Wars Battlefront two, the one that came out in like two thousand six and just play that and that's all the Star Wars Star Wars you will ever need. Uh yeah no and I hear the new Battlefront two got patched and everything, um so yeah any final thoughts on Rise of Skywalker? Um I'm really excited for the next Marvel movie to come out. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm not, but I'm also just I this again this movie made me realize I'm just a little tired of franchise films. A little bit yeah there you go that I think that's that's something that lends to my anger too it's the fact that these franchises have become these big old monsters that are full of tumors and sometimes need to be put out of their misery. Sometimes you got to rest a franchise in order for it to like have any merit or value or have people care about it again or have it be good. Just be good. Because yeah. we had like two solid months of no really big franchise film coming out and I really liked most of the movies I saw during that time. And then we got another big one, and it was a massive flop. And I, I don't know if I'm going to go watch franchise films for a while now. I, uh, I heard it's doing the st Rise of Skywalker is doing horrible in China. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about it in China. No, are you serious? China never liked Star Wars. It was always um, it was Star Wars is a very American film. Like people in America like it, but I don't know if anyone else in the world really does. I think China doesn't like Star Wars because there's something very uh, Empire-like about <laughs> the fucking government in China. Well, yeah, I mean, the Hong, Hong Kong is the resistance, <laughs> and Xi Jinping is like Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> so, yeah, China really... It's surprising how a country with detention camps doesn't like demonizing Nazis. I don't know if you know this, but every time Xi Jinping walks into the the UN place where they go, they uh, he has a band behind him playing dun 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 dun, dun. as he wears a cape. <laughs> um, no, I, I, and honestly, Rise of Skywalker was for a couple days the worst movie I've seen of 2019. At least, well, I mean, I walked into it. At least, because I watched something last night called The Fanatic. Starring John Travolta, who's playing, like, a retarded person <laughs> <laughs> who gets, like, obsessed with a horror movie actor. 
that is definitely that is hands down the worst thing I've seen. It's just a hate filled piece of shit, and I hate that film. <laughs> but in terms of movies, I went to the theater and I'm like, oh, I hope it's good. This is probably the worst. Th- Rise of Skywalker is probably the worst one of those. You wanna you wanna top that? There's another movie that came out this weekend that's being touted as not only the worst move, we're being worse than Rise of Skywalker, and not only being the worst movie of the year, but probably being the worst movie of the decade. You know what movie I'm talking about? Yeah, and I also from one guy's Twitter, I want to disagree with all of those things. <laughs> Cats came out. That was it. Well, no, I think it was like review. Like people who were reviewing it can go watch it this weekend or something. No, it's out. Oh, it's out. Out. I thought it came out on Christmas. Come on, I don't know. I I thought these were all like previews. I think. Uh, they might have been, but I've been hearing. Uh, and they they might have been previews because I've also been hearing that um, <laughs> Paramount has promised theaters, we're sending you an updated version of Cats, <laughs> the one that looks better. The cats look because apparently it looks like shit. It doesn't look like it's done. So, uh, yeah, we're talking about cats. Some guy I don't remember the guy's name. Um, he went to a preview to review it, and that I would have. I want to be. I wish I was in that theater. I would have rather been in that theater than go see Star Wars, because at the beginning of the movie, he, like he recorded not. He wasn't even recording the film. Just like fan reactions everyone in the theater was chanting cats cats cats." (laughs) and when the movie started everyone cheered um there's a scene there's like he only put up three like 20 second scenes everyone uh (laughs) there's a scene where a cat conductor spins and then goes up into the air and then just poofs into dust and was like oh yeah (laughs) And then apparently near the end of the film, there's a very famous co- song called Mr. Mistopheles, Mr. Mistopheles, and everyone in the theater got up and started singing and dancing to Mr. Mistopheles. And it's like, no, and it's not like one or two people ruining it. The entire theater stood up and just started belting out these songs. So um, from him, apparently if you go in the right crowd, it will be the best theater experience of your lifetime. Yeah, I, uh, I wish I was there too. I'm probably never going to see Cats. Uh, it it looks weird. I always thought from the trailers it looked creepy. They're just creepy. I feel like if I go there, I'll have strange fever dreams, and they'll come and they'll eat me at night. Um, no, I'm gonna watch cats. But like you know, when you get on a roller coaster, you're about to see like a really scary movie. You get that ooh, I don't know if I want to do like that kind of butterflies in your stomach. Like I don't know if I want to do this. That's how cats is gonna be because I know. Once that strap goes down, I'm forced to stay there the entire time. I'm just glad. I don't know if I'm glad, but I, I just think it's funny that it's uh they've developed this habit now. Studios have developed this habit where if people bitch, they will go back and be like, no, 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 we gotta, we gotta make a better Sonic. We gotta make better cats. Well, and going back to Star Wars, um, this movie felt like it was made by a fucking focus group it's just that the focus group was america uh and they didn't listen to any real complaints because all the issues in last jedi like misplaced humor 
being a bit too long, plot threads that don't really go anywhere, they're back, and they're worse than ever. And then again, all the other complaints that I was talking about earlier, um, like, no, heroes should always succeed. Those were fixed, and it made for an incoherent film. I wouldn't have mind... Oh, man. I just feel... Yeah, I think when they y- y- you have a focus group or you have the entire an entire rabid stupid fan base deciding the plots of these movies that are now canon um yeah i guess it harkens back to having some sort of unified vision having one person or a group of people doesn't matter but having one plan and just sticking to it and having the balls to be like no we're going with this we're going to try and make something new because if you look at the story of Star Wars it's it, this has been happening for thousands of years there've been like five emperors of the Sith and there've been like like a bunch of Jedi uprisings a bunch of Sith risings and what these I feel like what these trilogies should be is that they should just be uh another story about this cycle about this thing that just keeps on happening uh, over and over and over again in this galaxy far, far away. I think the next trilogy should take either a thousand, should take place a thousand years in the future or a thousand years in the past. Just wipe everything clean and then just start with something else. Again, pull a Mandalorian. Like, oh, just this is a side story. This is a side story that has nothing to do with the original trilogy. Because. Every movie, every theater, theatrically released film has had a made a direct correlation with what happened in those first three movies. And if I think if we get one movie that has nothing to do with those films, like a bounty hunter or maybe a weird space whodunit film, yeah. um, we would and it succeeds. We would Star Wars would in a weird way get back on track. I do think, though, that for there to be another mainline Star Wars movie and have it either be like a... I think they've said, they talked about this, Disney's talked about how in the future there's probably not going to be a trilogy. There's probably just going to be like a few standalone Star Wars movies. Good. Yeah, so that's that's good. Good on you guys. I think, though, those little, what you were talking about, like little side quests and side missions and side characters, I think they'd be suited better to like TV shows like The Man- Mandalorian. Because uh, I feel like what you need in a Star Wars movie is all of those tropes that are in this trilogy, the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, where you have like the Jedi's and the Sith and the bounty hunters. It's it's Star Wars, so you got to have some sort of war going on, right? Um, I kind of, but I mean, but also the war can just be very from the point of view of a soldier. Like like I said, I I know there's complaints, but I really like the Rogue One because that is saving Private Ryan just in space, and I think that's really cool. Uh, And that, except for one brief five-second scene in the end, doesn't really have anything to do with, like, the Skywalker family. So you could have a war, because that's what the fucking movie's called, but it doesn't have to have anything to do with this family that we've been following for the past 40 years. Can I say something about the Skywalker family? They're a family of cunts. They have, like wreck this galaxy the galaxy that they're in and they they're just awful awful people awful people that have done nothing but completely just mess up everything by simply existing and being emo not being able to handle their their emotions they are horrible 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 people 
I think that's true for like Anakin, obviously. But like, what about what about his bitch ass grandson, Kylo Ren? (laughs) Well, I mean, there's one good. And his bitch-ass son, Luke Skywalker, who tried to kill Kylo Ren and made him go to the dark side. Oh, no, but he didn't really try. He thought about it for one second, and then by the time he realized he didn't want to do it, it was too late. That's why everyone who complained, Luke Skywalker didn't even want to kill Darth Vader. Hey, yes, he did. He got so mad that he, like, ripped Vader's arm off. And then B... I get he it was a passing thought like oh maybe I should kill this guy and then it went away like fucking a the Star Wars fandom just doesn't make sense but like no and then you have Leia who's a general and is generally a pretty decent one and just put into a horrible situation um yeah no but in general I the issue with having like a series it a I think the Ryan Johnson trilogy is still kind of, at least in talks. I think that still might happen. Oh, but he's it, making his own. I, uh, he's making his own trilogy. I, They're gonna burn down the entire country. <laughs> I you don't know because everyone's rewatching Knives Out instead of going to see Rise of Skywalker. But um, no, I think that still might be in the works. Um, but I don't know the issue with having just a TV show of Star Wars with these side things is that then you get an inflated show where something should only be three hours or two hours turns into a 15 hour story and it doesn't need, and it's still basically a three hour story just inflated into with a lot of bullshit behind it, you know? Um, yeah. I uh I should probably watch that stupid Mandalorian show. I'm not I'm not giving into the Disney Plus just yet. I oh I haven't given into the Disney Plus just yet because I've been I've been broke. But uh that's uh that's changed. I I'm rich, bitch. Not really, but the la- I mean the last episode is premiering this Friday, so you could do a one week trial. I could probably do that. There's been a lot of things I've been meaning to watch like that. I've heard Watchmen is like one of the greatest things ever. The new one on HBO. I I could talk about that for two seconds because I only watched the first two episodes. Yeah. No, I'm not going to. It's really good. I like it a lot. But if you only watch the movie and you haven't read the book, I don't know how anything will make sense to you, quite frankly. So you have to read the book in order to understand the... Well, yeah, because it's a continuation of what happens in the book, right? Yeah. Things, like, happen that are directly from the book. And, again, if you watch the movie, either the movie didn't bring these things up or it was changed. So, like, Ozymandias, in the book, he brings he invents an alien, and that's the thing that brings the world together. In the movie, it was like a bomb. No, they went with the genetic experiment experiment through Ozymandias uh, in the movie. So, like, shit goes on. And again, if someone just watched the film, I have no clue how they would how people would understand what's going on. So, yes, it's very good. At least from what I've seen, I hear some people don't like the last couple episodes, but the first two episodes are really, really good. And I hear one of them. My friend, who I trust a lot, said it's one episode in there might be the best episode of the year. So I'm very excited to uh, see that. 
Damon Lindelof, man. He did he did leftovers and he did Lost. I love Lost. Damon Lindelof. Uh, it's so weird because uh, Damon Lindelof and J.J. Abrams they worked together on Lost, and uh, I guess that's what launched their careers. I think though the sole reason they, uh one of the reasons why J.J. Abrams has done Star Wars is because he did Lost and he worked so well with ABC and then he did Star Trek and all that. They're the reason. They're the reason why this shit sucks. I blame all of them. I think he he got Star Wars because he did really well with Star Trek. At least the first movie is a really good film. Yeah, Star Trek, the, one of the uh, the very first one that came out like in two thousand eight. It's one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, it's, it's so good. Yeah, no, and that's a great retelling. Yeah, yeah, and that's why um that's why I like the Force Awakens because it is a soft reboot of the original trilogy. Um. And that's why I think J.J. Abrams was perfect for that reintroduction into the Star Wars universe. It's just he does not know how to end things. Because, again, this movie doesn't end. It ends because the, it stops. Credits roll, and that's the ending. Because uh, you go back and rewatch Lost, and people really don't like that ending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Um, yeah, so, Daniel, can you hold this? Hold down the fort for two seconds. I'll hold down the fort. I'll I'll say this. J.J. Abrams didn't really have that much of a... You fucker. What is that? Merry Christmas. Oh, my God. Are they chocolate? Yeah. Ah! I'm gonna get I, chocolate. Thank you, dude. Oh, my God. I, 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 I don't have anything for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm fattening you up for... My Christmas dinner. <laughs> Even as I say that, you can't help yourself but open the box and eat. Are you going to Hansel and Gretel me? Yeah. Oh, shit. Is, that's a movie that's coming out, right? Is it? Gretel and Hansel, I think, yeah, is the name yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what's really funny about it? What? The Grimm um, estate doesn't get anything because they changed the title just enough so they don't have to pay gratuity. <laughs> are you saying that those Brothers Grimm have descendants? I mean, they have an estate, I think. Those guys were the biggest nerds, though. I'm pretty sure they didn't get any pussy. That's a very weird observation. <laughs> that had nothing to do with anything. All they did was sit at home and write fairy tales. They weren't going out and, like, meeting women or something. I'm just judging the Brothers Grimm. I have no reason to judge them. Yes, you also, you never met them. <laughs> they, I can't meet them, Victor. They're dead. Yeah, they, I mean, that's what they said about Mark Zuckerberg, but he made out with Brenda's song and <laughs> that movie. They got a. They, they, I'm trying to still open this box of chocolates. That's why I'm talking out of my ass. They should make a, 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 a David Fincher should make a sequel to the social, social Network because I don't feel like I don't feel the decades ended well for Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, like a little follow up. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, with all the complaints on Facebook and everything. Um, they, uh, oh God damn it, I was gonna say something. Um, oh look at that. So Daniel's opening. Oh God. It's so double wrapped. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize it would be this wrapped. It's all right. You got to protect the chocolates while they're in transit. You know, you don't want any of them to get smushed or broken. Because they, they kind of, they didn't seal the box, but they made it a little difficult to open. And then they sealed the 
like little containers inside. Uh, do you mind if I grab one? Uh, we should both taste one for the podcast. Uh, you, you, no, it's your gift. It's your gift. All right. Uh, Daniel's grabbing a white chocolate thing. I'm always more of a milk chocolate person. Uh, oh, and you got you have a little guide right there. Oh god. This is good. I got a uh, This one is just filled with caramel. So right. I might have gotten some on the mic. I'm sorry. You piece of shit. I got birthday cake on the <laughs> one of the live podcasts. So it's all good on the mic. I had a coffee mocha. It's oh, a white good. chocolate shell filled with creamy coffee on a layer of yandija. <laughs> however you pronounce that. All right. Yeah, these are uh, Belgian. Belgian luxury chocolate. Hey. Yeah, of course. The tiramisu one is really good. Um, well, guys, last year we did. I brought out tamales, and then you got drunk from sipping, like having two sips of eggnog. When I started talking about the president, yeah, and how <laughs> if you're the president, you automatically become a murderer. <laughs> I was. I really was kind of powerless. <laughs> To, to to bring any to bring the podcast back because I sat back and watched the whole thing happen. I was like, I don't. This isn't a good direction. We were talking about Christmas gifts. I still stand by that. If you run for president, yeah. you're going to be a murderer. Think about it. Um, what is? Hey, what is? Before we go, because we we uh, I need to go finish doing some shopping. Um, best gift slash worst gift you've received. I don't know if we've done this before. Did we do this last year? I can't really remember. All right. Well, d- best best gift slash worst gift. Oh my god. Um, best gift. I've had some pretty good gifts. I haven't had a lot. Yeah. I haven't had a lot of gifts in my life, but I've had some pretty good ones, and those have made up for the the lack of of quantity. Yeah. Um, I remember I got Super Smash Brothers, the very first one. For the Nintendo 64, and that was that was pretty cool. Uh, I remember people coming together and getting me a Wii back in the day. Oh, that's cool. That was fun. I played Wii Sports, and it was it was a lot of fun. And then I remember one year, uh, I didn't get anything, but my brother got me a pea coat. He got me a, a gray pea coat that I still wear to this day. It's one of my favorite coats, and it, it's really warm. And I I'd say those are my. Uh, that was that was the only gift I got that year, but I appreciate it a lot because it was a cool coat and I still wear it. And those those are my three most memorable gifts. Yeah, I think the most memorable one because um, we do a lot of like we do some big gifts, but a lot of my gifts are like kind of small ones. Um, one of the be- I think the best Christmas memory I ever had was the year everyone got Skyrim, and I I, I think I said this one last year everyone got Skyrim so on Christmas morning I booted up my Xbox I put my headphones on and all my friends from high school we were like hey Merry Christmas everyone as we each individually um played through the first area of Skyrim just talking and hanging out for a little bit it sucks that you can't play Skyrim with uh with I think they probably modded it to where you can play but it's like a PC thing but you guys all lived through that uh that meme introduction together the the, you wake up and you're on the fucking cart and you're like hello i don't even know what what does that guy say to you again oh god i don't even know just that you because you you did something bad and it's never explained um 
No, you and you can't. It's, I think it's just Elder Scrolls Online is how you play it together. But like that's different, and it's not. I don't. Skyrim wouldn't work by with people. I don't know, because, like, they tried making Fallout with people, and that sucked. Fallout 76 sucks, though, because there aren't any features in it, right? There's nothing there, but is, like, the gameplay solid, at least? What do you mean? I, I don't know. I never played it. I refuse to play that. I refuse to give them money. Yeah, yeah. We, we hate Bethesda. We boycott Bethesda. But that must, yeah. I do, can, I, I do have a one, one more quick review. I finished the first area of Outer Worlds. Um, it's very good. It's not as deep as like Fallout games, but uh, there there is a decision you are forced to make, and I sat there for a while trying to decide which one because it is a very morally gray choice. Uh, it's very funny. It's very satirical because it Fallout like takes the piss out of the idea of the American exceptionalism. Why are we exceptional when we were just as exploded as everyone else? And Outer Worlds is a very poignant and i don't know if poignant but is a critique of capitalism and corporatism where in their dying breaths certain npcs have to sell you the products <laughs> that they were told to sell you um it's really fun uh i i'm really really enjoying it and it's nice to see obsidian pop back with a new ip I feel like a lot of companies nowadays, because I, I feel like it, it leaks in through like the art and culture, but, um, and it's funny because you get these messages from big AAA titles, like you have that uh that that anti corporatist yeah, sort of feeling in Outer Worlds. The new Pokemon game has a lot of references to, uh, climate change. Yeah, they're very big um, because it takes place the the Gala region in this new Pokemon is based off of Great Britain. And you know how like the they got like their factories and stuff and the smokestacks. There's certain pokemon there that exist or have changed because of climate change. There's this do you know Weezing? Yeah. Have you ever watched the cartoon Weezing? Oh, he, no, I haven't. he well Weezing is this pokemon that it, it's a poison gas pokemon and it looks like a, a a poison gas molecule and it exudes poison gas. Well, in the Galar region in this new pokemon game, it's different. It uh, what it does now is that it eats up the poison gas and turns it into fresh air, and now there's another Pokemon called Corsula, which is a coral Pokemon. Well, as we all know, all the coral in the world is dying because of climate change. Well, in Galar, there's a there's a region specific type of Corsula, and it's a ghost type, because this in, in this game the coral has died. And it's bleached. So, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> there's a, <laughs> a whole species of Pokemon that are based on dead coral. because, And it says in its Pokedex entry, it died because of climate change. So they're throwing in like little like subliminal things. Now, 90, now I'm going to be honest. With, with Outer Worlds, I will give it a pass. I'm normally not. I don't like big corporations giving like anti-capitalist messages. But A... Outer Worlds, like Obsidian, just got really did get fucked over by a big company. So there is a bit of anger <laughs> during the making of this game. At least I, maybe not anger, but you can see the critiques there. Um, but 99%, I'm not a huge fan of these companies making those decisions or making those statements because I remember when the Lorax came out, a very, again, a very anti capitalist movie 
they fucking like there's a Lorax IHOP menu, a Lorax like Hummer coming out, Lorax toilet paper and everything. So it directly contradicts their actions directly contradicted the message that they were trying to put through, if that makes sense. I think in Pokemon they should have had the uh, a reference to the big old ET dump <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that that they set up for all of those the old ET game that came out in Atari that right. they couldn't do anything so they just made a dump <laughs> for the ET games and just threw them all there. The Pokemon is just an ET cartridge. <laughs> oh, we said we were going to be shorter, but this is a this is a full episode. All right, so uh, my name is Victor Wright. My name is Daniel Farias. Happy holidays, you guys. Uh, it's an adventure. Goodbye. Bye-bye.